the Duval Mission Podcast. As always, we've got head coach John Galloway with us today. After a win at Robert Morris in the conference opener, we've got Mercer coming up. Uh, coach, just kind of what were your thoughts on the Robert Morris game? Yeah, great trip, obviously, to, to go up to Pittsburgh, some adverse weather, to have a chance to find ways to, to win despite some you know some deficiencies in the clearing game and, and in our shooting. Uh, defensively, I thought we were fantastic on that end and uh, really did a great job of clamping down against a really talented team. And I mean, they're the defending conference champs for a reason, and uh, we had a chance to get off 1-0, but um, you know we have to be able to, to turn the page pretty quickly because this conference is you know it's a you're a week away from being you know, humbled and, and we have to be ready to go against a, a really good Mercer team but nice to be one and all in the conference uh, now can we continue to, to get a little bit better each week as we go into a deep conference slate uh, something I think is worth bringing up is the weather I mean obviously watching it on stream that was night and day between the first and third quarter and everything going on how does a team that's in Florida prepare to go to Robert Morris for that weather <laughs> I wish I could say we had a snow machine going uh, you know it was uh, it was kind of cool you know our guys really embraced it when it started snowing you felt like the sideline energy actually was was elevated and I think that's that was a mark of a tough team I was actually probably most proud of our sidelines I mean it was cold it was cold it was windy uh, for the sidelines to be as engaged as they were throughout the entirety of the game, being as cold as they were, uh, I think it was really important for us because there was times where we went in lulls and it was easy for the momentum to could have, could have swung. Uh, our guys on the sideline were a big piece of making sure that we, we stayed steady and ultimately found the back of the net enough times. And in the first half, it seemed any time that we wanted to try and pull away, Robert Morris was right there, obviously, last year's conference champion. Uh, very talented side. Can you kind of speak on what went into the half and the game plan and how Robert Morris kind of had answers for a little bit? Yeah, you know, I think we shot really poorly again. You know, when you generate 53 shots, you'd like to think you have 20, 25 goals. And uh, I think part of that is making sure that we're putting the ball in the net. Uh, I thought the goalie made some fantastic saves. Um, offensively, Robert Morris does grind out possessions. They you know, they don't give you the ball back. You know, you got to have to work for it. So Luke made some great saves in tight. That gave us some comfort. Um, you know, and then and, you know, Robert Morris did a great job riding us, especially in the third quarter, which, which made that a closer game than we would have liked. But uh, that's an area that we need to work on uh, throughout the week. Week. But you know, I am I am pretty confident in our skill set and what we did all week long. And I like to think that you know when you practice well four or five days in the week that you know, maybe that's the outlier. So we're excited to get back to work this week though to fix some of those those issues. With wins, you can kind of point to a moment that kind of made that win the win. And uh, just watching the stream, there was those two goals at the end of the third quarter that were, what, four seconds apart? Uh, what was that like watching it on the sideline? I'm sure that's not how you drew it up, but you won't complain. Yeah, you know, obviously that, that ninth goal, uh, great decision by Cole, you know, off of a cause turnover to get the ball up and, and out to Dylan. It was short time, and he was able to do it quick enough that it gave us time for a faceoff. And sometimes teams, um, you know, when there's a few seconds left, will be a little bit casual on that end. And Nathan did a great job of getting possession quickly, getting into the offensive box, and Jackson just made a hell of a play. Uh, to Dylan and you know anytime you score goals like that whether it's the end of the quarter or in the middle of the game you know those are those are momentum goals I mean that was a big time play by Jackson to, to find Dylan and you know we have to continue to create plays like that because we have talented guys and I think even walking away from that game we feel like we have more of those in our bag so we're excited about trying to hit more. And when we had caught up after the game, you had mentioned the defense just really locked it down for that fourth quarter and kind of started controlling the pace of the game. Was there any notice that you thought that was significant that wasn't happening in the first half that was in the second? 
No, I really thought we were good all game long. If you see the goals that we gave up, um, a lot of them came off the foul clears. And for the defensive in-the-box efficiency to be 27 for 33, I mean, that that is really impressive against a team like Robert Morris, who is averaging well over 10 goals a game. So to, to be able to lock down like they did uh, physically, and again, with the weather, to, to, to not be afraid to put your hands on folks, um, that to me was the difference maker is how physical we were on that side of the ball. So we move on from Robert Morris, 1-0 in conference play. Uh, this is as good a start as you would want. Uh, currently, Jacksonville actually rose in their cause turnovers per game at 13.71. Last week, we were tied for first. Now we are alone, first in the country. Uh, Milliken climbed from set, or to seventh in goals allowed average and sixth in save percentage. I believe he was 10th and 9th, respectively, last week. Was there anything that in that locker room was said, like, our defense is doing well, let's crank it up even more? Or is that defense just ready to rock? Yeah, again, I think the physicality. I mean, when you when you change the equilibrium of a ball carrier's body, you, you allow yourself to make more plays. And I think often... People, when they watch lacrosse, think about stick checks and takeaways. But for us, we want to change the equilibrium of the body. And if we can do that, it's a lot easier to put the ball in the deck. So for us, it's contact. You know, it's physicality. It's it's making sure that we're doing the simple things really well, which will then lean into the, the turnovers that we're getting. So um, Luke, is, Luke did a great job last week working on his craft. It was spring break. He took a lot of shots. He really focused on his technique. And then our defense, I thought, did a better job of communicating with one another. And the only way you get cost turnovers is with two guys. Uh, very rarely going to do it with one. Deacon is kind of a unique uh, you know, uh, outlier when it comes to cost turnovers, but everybody else does it with two. And if we can continue to generate those type of numbers uh, as we get into conference play, uh, that's just more opportunities for us to put the ball in the back of the net. It's the reason why we generated 53 shots. Now we had to capitalize on that. Sure, and uh, of those shots, Watson recorded nine points, second most in program history in a single game, tied for second most, and uh, he was named the A-Sun Offensive Player of the Week. Can you kind of speak on how Watson has grown with this program and how that might have just been his coming out party with the team? Yeah, you know, it's just scratching the surface of what he's capable of. I think Dylan's a guy that early on a lot of teams were worried about him, so not a lot of folks were coming off of him. And, and as other players have generated more offense for us, now that the focus can can shift and Dylan's finding that the space. And with Dylan, he only needs an inch. And I think his ability to get the ball out of his stick uh, against defenses is, is makes it really difficult to defend us. So we got to get Dylan going. I mean, I think Dylan had six and could have had eight. And, you know, we got to keep generating a lot of shots for him because he has a unique skill set that you know, really is difficult to teach. And I understand that Reed Smith was named a captain. That's it's obviously a unique time of year for that. Could you speak on Reed and kind of just the process that went into naming him captain? Yeah, we met as a coaching staff early last week and, you know, just identifying some of our leaders and meeting with guys throughout the team and, and recognizing the guys that show up on a daily basis. And uh, Reed Smith shows up every day. You know, we have a saying amongst our team that has kind of become a, a catchphrase, a little bit of a joke, but really is true. What would Reed do? I mean, Reed shows up on the field first. He's in the film room with his playbook, always ready. He knows the scouting report. He does things and asks things of his teammates, and he does it respectfully. So we just felt like... I don't know if we needed another captain. Reed just earned his right into that 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 letter, and um, you know I remember being a player and always wanting to do what was right for the team and wanting to be recognized for it. And for me, that's what we wanted to do for Reed is is recognize his humility, recognize his work ethic, uh, and also a little bit of follow the leader. You know, I think if you um, if you celebrate guys like Reed, more will want to achieve what he's achieving. And it's not points on the on the game sheet. It's 
how he carries himself in the locker room, how the players respond when he communicates. He can challenge you and you'll listen because he does it in a way that um, uh, I guess emotionally evokes you to. So for Reed, it, it just it was a, another way of us being able to celebrate the type of person that he is. How did the uh, team respond to hearing that Reed was going to be the captain? I think everybody kind of sees Reed as a captain already, so it was more just a type of uh, a celebration um, because uh, he's not a guy that's six foot two. He's not going to shoot the ball 100 miles an hour, but he's going to do everything right every single day, and, and the guys respect him for it. And I know they respect him even more knowing he wears that letter. That's great. Congrats to Reed. Uh, so we're moving on to Mercer Saturday at noon on ESPN Plus. Uh, when you look at Mercer, they're currently one one after beating Detroit Mercy and dropping the Air Force contest. When you look at Mercer, where do you think their strengths lie? Oh, the face-off X. Sorry, it all starts at the face-off X. They have one of the best face-off guys in the country. Uh, he's a Jacksonville kid, actually. Uh, Ashton Wood is, uh, again, maybe the biggest thorn in our side over the last four years. Not only is he good at the face-off X, he's good after the whistle. He's athletic. He scores. I mean, he's, I think he's had a goal against us every game he's played against us. Um, so he's a special player. Uh, he wears 88, and that part of that, uh, that tree comes back to Nice High School and him playing for Max Gorowski, who was a JU alum. So a lot of ties there between us and Ashton Wood and have a great uh, amount of respect for his talents at the face-off X. Uh, and then after that, it's obviously the offensive firepower. They're playing, gosh, six to nine midfielders right now. They're rotating in at the attack. They're, they're very deep like us on the offensive end, young but deep, and they have a new coaching staff. So anytime you have a new coaching staff, you have a new uh, jolt of energy and, and positivity and uh, optimism. And, you know, we have to be ready for a team who's hungry, who, who also has just started their new season and is playing for postseason life just like we are. Um, so it's going to be cool opportunity for us on our turf. It's been a while. We haven't been home since February 18th, so uh, we're excited to be on the turf and in really good weather. Right, and uh, so you look at Mercer, you look at us, Jacksonville. Where would you say that Jacksonville kind of lines up well against them, and where is a cause of concern somewhere you're kind of circling for the week? Yeah, I just think about the danger that they have on the offensive end. I think that they have guys that dodge aggressively at the midfield. They're going to challenge us to, to make saves. Um, you know, defensively, they're long and rangy. They're going to play some zone. They're going to play some man. So, you know, we have to anticipate that. They're going to they're going to 10-man ride, which is something that you'll you'll see occasionally. And uh, that's an aggressive 10-man ride. It's something Coach Danahy's brought to the program. So there's a lot of pressure points that they're going to poke at. And uh, for us, it's, it's about being – being becoming the standard we want to become the standard in all areas of the game we don't want to be good at defense and good at all we want to be great at everything that we do and um it's still march we can still get better and that's what's cool about this team is i think they see growth opportunities and we're chasing those this week and uh what do you think ju needs to do to win this game well, we got to control the faceoff game. You know, that's that's going to be an area that, that'll be difficult for us. We might not win every draw, but how do we handle the, the post-whistle um, you know, reaction, whether that's us playing defense, us getting the ball off the turf, but the faceoff game is going to be a challenge for us. we got to be really confident and, and fast in the clear. Uh, they're going to be aggressive in their ride, and we want to be just as confident in what we do on that side of the ball. Uh, and then what we saw in Robert Morris that was successful, let's carry that over on the defensive end. Can we continue to be physical with our matchups? Can we be disruptive? Can we be opportunistic with our slides? And then the offensive end, it's going to be preached all week long, but we need to shoot the ball better. I mean, we're, we pride ourselves on our shooting percentage, and, and what we did against Robert Morris was not up to our, our standard, and uh, I'm excited about getting back to work on our shooting motions this week. And just kind of a general team question, 
So you're kind of getting to the heart of the season. Has practices changed at all? Are you going a little bit lighter with more focus on certain things, or is, are things still steaming forward? Yeah, every week of Vols, and we have a big roster, which is good because we can work a little bit while also giving some guys rest. But um, you know, we also have to be aware that this week is really the last week we can practice because next week it's a quick turn. So not going to have many chances to, to, to get live reps next week. So that means we got to get some this week, and, and that means we got to put a little work in. And you know, we even told the guys we got to get our conditioning going again. So we conditioned yesterday pretty hard. Um, the weather is going to be a factor on Saturday, and we want to make it a factor plus for us, not a factor negative. And uh, that's going to be a point of emphasis going into this week is how we condition, how we hydrate, how we take care of our bodies, and not being afraid to work because we're not going to have a ton of opportunities left as we move through the season. And uh, obviously having the home game, then we're back on the road for a little bit. What does this game Saturday mean? It means the opportunity to go two and zero. I mean, this, this is you. We are playing for postseason life. Every game has a significant, uh, you know, a, a cause and effect. You know, what you do on Saturday will ultimately affect what we do in, in May. And uh, our goals are also very much in front of us. But you can't achieve them if you don't win in the conference. So this is a big, important game for us against a really talented team. Uh, we are not, uh, we are not uh, unaware of what's at stake at Saturday on our turf. And a uh, reminder to our older guys: only have four left. They have four home games left, four guaranteed games, three Saturdays. Uh, when you talk about you know the experience you have as a college athlete coming into your facility on a Saturday morning, they only have three more opportunities to do that, and this is one of them, so we're going to take advantage of it. All right. Well, thank you, Coach, for joining us. Noon, Saturday, Mercer. You can watch it on ESPN Plus or come out to Rock Beach and support us there. Thanks, Coach. Thanks.